Welcome to EduTech Guys with David Henderson and Jeff Madlock. Hey, welcome to uh, EduTech Guys Radio. This is live coming to you from uh, the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op in Hope, Arkansas. Um, I'm Jeff Madlock and I'm here with uh, David Henderson. How's it going? Uh, I'm the technology coordinator here at the Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative. And uh, Jeff is the tech coordinator for Hope Public Schools right down the road here in Hope, Arkansas. Hey, we're glad to have you. Uh, this is our first episode. We thought we'd try this out and uh, see how it works out for us and see if we have any listeners. Uh, right now, we look like we have one out there. Uh, if you're listening from the website, you might not have the ability to chat with us. Uh, but if you actually go to Mixler.com slash guys, you can actually chat with us and uh, send us any questions you might have during the show, and we'll attempt to answer them or hedge around it as best we can. <laughs> that's <right. laughs> possible right. that it wouldn't get answered. We'll, you know what? We'll make up something either way. You'll feel good going away with an answer. That's so, right. You're, you'll, you'll walk away with a good feeling one way or another. <laughs> Hey, you can also catch blogs by David and myself and other techs from the area and from the nation, from the world, and a few from outer space on edutechguys.com. Uh, that's edutechguys, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S.com. Uh, find lots of stuff out there from us. Um, I guess we'll jump into this. Um, most schools in the state of Arkansas are doing some snow days. So they're finishing up this week or finished up last week and finishing up summer. Actually, I think finish up next week because they had a, more snow days than we did here in the south. Yeah, I know um, most of the, if I'm not mistaken, most of the schools in our area oh, will be out. Um, tomorrow is generally their last day. Uh, there may be a couple going to Friday, but uh, uh, most of them will be out this week. Um, and uh, so we're getting ready to wrap up the end of the school year and, and head into the summer which um, for the districts is a time where, uh, you know, they generally wind down in terms of uh, teachers and uh, administrators. Uh, the tech departments, however, usually wind up whatever major projects, uh, by say, why, and I don't mean wind up to end, but, you know, uh, they gear up to launch their um, summer projects. And yeah. uh, here at the co-op, um, we gear up big time for all of our summer professional development. That's a big deal. You know, it's funny. I always say the tech departments do more work in the three some months of the summer than anyone you know we do normally for the year. And uh, David's right. Out here at the co-op, there's lots of educational offerings for the summer and professional development. Um, I guess not only for the schools in this area, but for anyone that wants to sign up and make the drive. And pay sure. The, yeah. Hey, anybody out pay there. Pay the money. That's right. Anybody wants to come out, um, and you can actually um, get the uh, listing for everything now we're going to we're going to specifically talk about um, google related offerings uh, in this particular uh, episode but you can go out to swaec.org that's swaec.org and uh, click on the professional development button that we have right there on the home screen and um the easiest way to check out the offerings probably is to use the uh, links for the various months. So there's June, July, August. We chose three months at a time. Excuse me, three months at a time, and um, you can go out there and, and see all of the offerings, not just technology, but all the things we do. Um, of course, we're the EduTech guys, part of the EduTech guys, so uh, we're mostly going to focus on technology workshops. And as I had mentioned before, today we're actually going to talk about. Um, Google Apps for Education and some of the offerings that uh, we have um, that are Google related. Yeah, that's a that's a really big deal. Um, in Hope Public Schools, we use Google Apps uh, pretty much exclusively. Um, it's been a big change, and I think that David would agree that even here at the co-op, uh, moving people from a one-word processor, to use an old term, to Google Docs, you know, to the Google Doc app is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, most people don't realize that they only use like 2% of what Excel can do anyway, so using a spreadsheet in Google Docs is probably just fine. But today we're going to take a look at, it is summertime, uh, more schools are, are moving to GAF. I can't really think of any that aren't on GAF, that aren't, don't use Google Apps for education. And, and, and so we want to make sure that we're trying to cover maybe what you're getting ready to do for your PD this summer. So we don't know who's listening. Um, if you want to, well, I'll throw this out there one more time. 
uh, Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash edutechguys. If you'll go to that site, you'll be able to chat with us directly from there. The chat window is open. If you have any questions or you want us to cover a topic, we'll do our best we can do. Or like I said earlier, we'll make it up. So that's right. We can wing it, you know. Yeah, we can wing it. We're pretty much winging this, so I think we'll be okay. That's true. <laughs> um, one of the things we want to talk about are the offerings, and I think if your school district hasn't looked at um, Classroom, if you haven't looked at GAF, you definitely need to look at Google Apps. Everything is there to share in the cloud, um, to have your teachers run all their classrooms and their assignments and their everything that they need right off Google Classroom. So you know. That's something you definitely should probably look into. Well, and what's really cool um, this summer, one of the things that uh, we're offering is uh, we have a Google Classroom for elementary and middle schools, and that's actually coming up next week. Um, that'll be on the 8th, and uh, we got plenty of spots uh, available uh, if you want to check that out. And um, this is specifically aimed at elementary and middle school teachers. Um, you know, a lot of the offerings, frankly, tend to... Uh, hit uh, upper, I would say upper middle and, and high school folks um, in terms of uh, their um, content, you know, the offerings that we have. Um, but this one, again, is aimed straight at elementary and middle schools. Now, we do have later in the uh, summer, we do have a Google Classroom for high school, and that is on July 29th. Uh, so you can find those, uh, again, S. Uh, www.swaec.org go to uh, professional development and uh, in there um, you can uh, click on June or July and you can find out those particular offerings but uh, I think it's going to be I I would call it an introductory uh, couple of courses get folks kind of up to speed on what they can do with Google Classroom at those particular grade levels yeah I think it is it's interesting. One thing that we've been working on and talking about between David and I and uh, the other techs in this area is that the educational co-op will be offering separate classes. There'll be classes on just docs. There'll be classes on just classroom. There'll be classes on individual pieces of Google Apps, of GAF. But I think that the big thing is is to find that, um, that to fix that blurry line between those. That's a really like using the whole thing uh, as one piece. And so that's, that's a real big deal that the co-op might provide you with, um, with that information, you know, individual workshops. And, uh, but what's, what else it might do is help your people put together that when they get back to your school district for the PD that you're going to do in August and help them take all those parts and pieces and put it together into one seamless, you know, organizational piece for your teachers. That's, that's a really big deal. And so we're going to go through some of these right now. Um, I had a list. Do you have a list of the workshops? I know we had a list of the workshops the co-op's providing. I do have a list, as a matter of fact. Look at there. Um, I can we, can we can go through that pretty quickly. Um, I, before we get to that, though, I just want to, for the folks who may be joining in who aren't anywhere near Hope, Arkansas, um, as we're talking about Google Apps for Education and uh, different ways that um, things are being rolled out in our area, what I definitely want to stress is that no matter where you are, hopefully you could, you'll take away uh, some ideas that maybe you can use in professional development in your area. Or if you have um, an education service center uh, that services your particular district, then maybe you can work with them and say, hey, we were listening to these guys and they had a couple of cool ideas. So, you know, we could uh, look at that. Now that's, okay, so, um, Looking at, uh, so now just to talk specifically about some of the Google-related workshops that our particular Education Service Center is offering, uh, as we mentioned earlier, using Google Classroom in elementary and middle schools. Um, We have also a Google for Beginners, and it's kind of an all-encompassing workshop. It's going to cover Gmail and Calendar, Sheets, Docs, Slides, Draw. It's going to kind of give a high-level overview of a lot of the different applications that are a part of uh, the Google Apps environment. Uh, and then we also have Not So New to Google, which is sort of a follow-up to helping take folks to the next level, uh, talking about uh, Google Classroom, uh, Google Apps and Education, talking about uh, Chrome extensions, 
um, different uh, form add-in features, different things you can do with forms uh, that take simple surveys to the next level, um, other information collection to the next level, that type of thing. Uh, and then we have taking, as a matter of fact, there's also a taking Google Forms to the next level. So not only are you taking um, the apps across the board to the next level in that previous workshop, but this particular taking Google Forms to the next level really talks about um, other things that you can do with it with the Google Forms specifically uh, in terms of uh, running certain scripts that help with uh, different uh, aspects of using Google Form. And, and I, I apologize for stumbling there, but uh, what was running through my brain is um, I, one of the things that, that I do with Google Forms is I've got a script um, that frankly I got from somebody else that's generally how things work right you, you find somebody else that's using something that's working and you kind of take it and adapt it um, but I've got a, a script that I run on a lot of my forms such that when somebody fills out the form then it generates an email back to them with the information that they had put in to the form so I get a copy of their results uh, not only in the results from the form, but I get a copy of the results in my email and those folks get a copy of those same results in their email. Um, I can tell you where that really comes in handy is in my particular case sometimes um, they'll fill out a form and, and maybe I don't get the results, especially it's really weird, but sometimes uh, I don't get the results in the Google responses themselves, but I've got the email, or they'll say, you know, hey, I, you know, I filled that out. You know, here's here's my confirmation. Oh yeah, okay, I see, I got you, we got you covered. So, I I think those are kind of some of the things that uh, may be learned in this uh, taking Google Forms to the next level. And then the last Google workshop that we have is the Google Classroom for high school. Um, now there are a whole lot of other tech offerings that we have for sure uh, at the co-op during the summer but since this is you know right now anyway we're kind of focusing on Google I figured I'd bring those up and, and again for those of you who may not be in the Hope area or, or you know even just outside the Hope area and, and feel like driving in uh, maybe those give some folks some ideas uh, as to you know hey yeah that'd be cool if we could have somebody here offering those. Yeah, and if you're if you're sweet to David and you make the miss in the email, <laughs> and you're even outside of you know outside of the U.S., if you're in a different state and you'd like to see one of these workshops, I could probably force him and bend his arm just a little, twist his arm a little bit, and they might even uh, you know put this out there and live stream it. Uh, they could live stream some of these workshops uh, just as easy as we could teach them local and uh, maybe just podcast them later. Um, and there's that stuff we're talking about in education that everyone's it's the, you know it's the hot words it's the keywords it's hot topics of you know what can you do what, what's in the cloud one-to-one 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 it's interesting between the schools that use apple ipads uh, which whole public schools uses all ipads and schools that use chromebooks uh, one thing about a one-to-one -one device is a kid has to make it personal if a kid doesn't make that device personal then it kind of loses its edge uh, if you grew up in the 70s and 80s you remember covering your books with book covers and uh, you know you got to draw on them you got to make them your make them your own and that was a big thing about notebooks uh, your notebook was three two or three pages of notes and then you know, a, a jet plane in the incredible hulk because you drew them while you're in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. but that's the same thing that's happening now but the really interesting part in using Google Apps and you using a Chromebook or an Apple iPad or um, a Surface tablet is that the kids have the, app, app, the ability to multitask while they're learning. And that's a real big deal. Um, you know, you don't just have to have one Google Doc open. You can have 17 tabs open and be working on multiple Google Docs at one time. Um, I think that's the part that's uh, changing is that I don't think some teachers realize the amount of work they can give to students. They can actually, you know, quadruple the amount of work they're giving to students. And it's actually easier for them in Google Apps because they're going to they're going to blow right through it. They're going to use Google. They're going to use search engines. And I'm, that's that fine line. I know that this show is called EduTech Guys, and maybe if you're going to tune in to find out about how to set up VLANs, then one day we'll have Greg Moore on and let you learn all about that. That's right. But, <laughs> and we can also do that. You know, if that's what you want to hear about is VLANs, that's great. But today we thought we would we would center in on what Google Apps does. Um, how it works for everybody, 
and you know what you can get from it. Um, like David said, here at the co-op, co-op, the co-op, uh, there's going to be a lot of good stuff, you know, out there. Um, folks that use Google Apps, um, the ability to use shared drives, uh, use shared folders inside Google Apps, is amazing. And I think most schools are are using that um, at a pretty low level. I don't think they're realizing that more teachers would probably um, hit it and use the information that's in it if the information was updated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big deal. Same thing goes for kids. If you think giving kids a digital, to use the term, I'm doing air quotes right now, uh, <laughs> to use a, the digital uh, format once a week is going to keep your kids using technology in the classroom. You're so wrong. Uh, you've got to use it every day. It's just like those of you that might be following us because of Twitter. Um, if you don't tweet every day, you lose followers and people don't really care what you say. It's just the way it goes. So, you know, the folks have to, you know, keep up that way. So, you know, make sure that that's one of your big pushes when they come back this summer from workshops all over the country and say, hey, I use Google Classroom or I learned to use Sheets and this plug-in that pulls stuff from a Google Doc and populates my Google Sheets or my forms are full of this and I've been getting these assignments turned in. Um, that's really going to make a, really going to make it go down really heavy. Um, I tell you what, we're going to take just a quick break right now just okay. like in, to get some stuff together, and we'll be right back, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back on the block. Thanks for holding on out there. I just took a quick break, take a look at something. Um, Welcome back. Uh, This is EduTech Guys Radio, episode one, coming from the Southwest Arkansas Co-op and Hope, Arkansas. Um, I'm Jeff Madlock, uh, Tech Coordinator at Hope Public Schools, and I'm here with David Henderson. Hi, I'm David Henderson. I'm the Tech Coordinator here at Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative. We appreciate you uh, joining us uh, today, and uh, we're mostly focusing on Google Apps for Education and uh, Google Classrooms, um, some of the, uh, we talked a little bit about some of the offerings that the co-op has, and um, I, I am going to uh, later, uh, a little bit later in the show, uh, we're going we're to cover a couple of some of the other uh, offerings uh, that we've got, just uh, I think that are uh, going to be kind of fun, kind of cool stuff, but uh, I think um, I think Jeff is uh, wanting to uh, get some more, get into uh, Google Classrooms a little bit more. Um, I'm actually not all that familiar with Classrooms, so uh, this would be good for uh, all of us who um, are, are kind of new to that. Yeah, you know, Google Classroom, uh, when it came out, you know, almost a year ago, um, a little over a year ago, when it started hitting the mainstream, it was first just uh, invite only, and then they just opened the thing wide up. The interesting part that I think turns off most people is the simplicity. The simplicity of Google Classroom is that there's really not a lot there, um, but there is a lot there. Um, I used to tell stories that, you know, what's the first thing that most elementary kids do? Uh, they play they play school you know that's something that 
kids do on their free time when they're at home. They they play school because it's it's easy to play school. You know, you set up your your little classroom, you give assignments, and you do work. Well, that's pretty much what Google Classroom is itself. Um, if you're currently on Google Apps for Education, then um, all you have to do is go to classroom.google.com. If you're logged into your Google Apps, then you're automatically at your classroom site. Uh, your Google admins will need to make sure that it is all turned on and all that kind of good stuff, but most of them have probably already done that because I'm taking up for all the edutech out there. They're already on top of this. They probably turned it on and said, yeah, man, this is cool. They should be using it. And that's the way that it usually goes down. Absolutely. What's really interesting about the classroom is you set the classroom up um, to build a classroom is actually pretty interesting. There's a plus sign near your login name in the top right-hand corner. And you get to either create a class or join a class. And when you create a class, it gives you two things. It says, what's the class name and what's the section? I mean, it's, it's that easy. So you create your class name, you create your section, and boom, it's there. And you have this new class created. And what's really great is it gives you a little background screen and you can change your theme and upload a photo for it and all that kind of stuff. But what's really great is there's three things on that, on that page, a stream, students and about. I actually want to start with the about because this is the really interesting part. You can invite other teachers to help you with this. Cool. So you can, you know, go into the about, you can change the title, you can give a class description, you can give a room number, and then you can associate a Google Drive folder. But what's interesting is is the moment you create the classroom, it creates a Google Drive folder in your Google Drive. So it's the name and the section that you've already created. Okay, so let me let me just pause right here a minute just because, again, I'm so new to this. So would a teacher create one classroom on here and it would cover, like, say they were taught seven periods a day, that would cover all seven periods, or would they create a separate classroom for each period? Yes. Second one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, so, man. Yeah, and that's exactly what would happen. See, since it asks you the name of the class and the section, there could be class, it could be biology first period. Okay. And then you create one called biology second period. Now, right. if all those classes are the same, which they won't be, and every teacher will tell you that, although they might try to do the same thing, they are going to deviate once they get in there. Sure, okay. So, but yeah, you, you would create each section as being third hour, fourth hour, okay. fourth period, you know, 1.30, A day, B day. You create all, hence the name, I think, classroom, instead of... Right, okay, so right, it's, sure, it's, sure. So want you to build multiple classrooms. Okay. What's great about the about section is you can invite a teacher. You can put up all your room number and stuff into the information. And then down at the bottom, it says that you add materials. So these are materials that you can go ahead and add to it. So when you click it, it says, what's the title of this? And so, you know, it could just be needed materials for the class, or these are prerequisites for the class, or this is everything you might need for this classroom. And when you get to it, it's really pretty cool. It lets you attach a file, okay. attach something from your drive. So it could be tons of documents, a syllabus, anything else that you make. Also, it lets you attach YouTube videos and attach links to other websites. So cool. those are built in when the kid gets there, the student. It might not be a kid. It could be a university student. Sure, sure. And once they get there, and that's, that's a done deal. What's really nice is if you go back to the front page of the stream, the stream is what you share with your class, which gives you announcements, which every day before you leave, don't forget to read pages 27 through 36, sure. blah, 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 blah. Okay. And what's great about an announcement is it lets you also attach things to an announcement. It also lets you choose exactly what other classrooms you can attach it to. So if you have multiple classes built, you can go over to the side and go, um, it's for this class, but also do biology second period, biology fourth period, and biology fifth period. And there's a checkbox that you can check, which will allow you to do multiple posts to multiple classrooms for an announcement. Same thing goes for the cool thing at the top called assignments. Cool. And okay. so the assignments let you do a title and a description. Then you can also attach to it. Now, if you created a PDF form that they need to fill out, or you wanted to push something from your drive, or just, hey, watch this video, What's neat about it is you can pick a date that it's due. You can even pick a time that it's due. Cool. Um, once again, you can actually choose multiple classes. You can let them say, hey, I want this to go to two classes, three classes, all the classes, and it's done. Um, that's a really neat thing. Now, people always say, so how do kids join the class? Well, this is where it gets really interesting. Your, your kids can join the class by going to 
the actual site. You can give them the link to the site. Say, go here. And it gives them a code. And they actually just put the code in so anyone could join the class. Your principal could say, hey, listen, I'm going to come and I'll be uh, evaluating you next Tuesday. Great, let me send you the code to that class so you can join and follow my classroom stream right now and see what my kids are doing. So when they come in the class, they've already looked and said, oh, tomorrow they're going to be doing widgets and wizards. I'm going to see that lesson. Okay, so the teacher then would provide the link to the actual Google Classroom for that class and the code. Exactly. Okay. Now, what's really neat is is that that's an invite is what you do. All right. What's really great is you can invite students or just give them the code. So when they go to Google classroom.google.com, they can say, join class, put the code in, and it's going to take them right to it. Oh, so they don't actually, actually even have to have the link to the actual class. Exactly. They can just go to classroom.google.com, put that code in, and it knows where to. Right. Well, okay, well, that's cool. I, I was thinking, I, for some reason, I was thinking you're going to have to send that whole URL to the student and the code. Right, no, you just but have to. You just, they just go, they just go to classroom. Put, put in the code, code in and join boom. the class. Cool. And what's cool is okay. you can change the code at any time. You can reset it if, you know, you start getting a bunch of kids that got the code and they're not in the class and <laughs> sure. you're going through deleting kids. And What's neat is the, you have the opportunity for the kids in that class. They can, students can post and comment. The students can only comment, mm-hmm. and then only the teacher can post or comment. So okay. you, you have a way to really you know, handle that. Sure. One of the interesting ways that you can do this is, is that if you already are a Google for apps for education school, mm-hmm. then you can click the invite button and then you can just search all the kids' email addresses on your current Google apps, add them to it and invite them. Therefore, the code's never needed. They get the email, they click the link, they're then a member and it's taken care of. Right. The and the nice thing around. about that is all of that is done inside the Google Apps for Education environment. So you're not relying on some kind of external email address for those students those students, assuming that it has been set up this way for your district, those students already exist in the system under their particular student domain or whatever. Uh, And so when you invite them along, they're still within that quote unquote safe school environment. Exactly. That is awesome. Yeah. It's, and it's, that's a pretty neat thing. Uh, You know, I've heard some places that allow the um, parents if it, especially if it's just teacher composed only, you know, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, if the teacher composed only, then you could let parents follow that. That could just be, you know, you want to know what's going on in class? You're also a member of this classroom, just like your child is. So, you know, you can invite them. They don't necessarily, I think they have to have a Google login, but it doesn't have to be with the school. So sure, therefore sure. they can follow along with it. it. To me, it's one of the most beautiful ways that Google's harnessed, you know, their apps for education. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting about it is the way it's going to grow, the way it's already grown. They've already added several features into it that make it, you know, really pretty nice. Um, but yeah, that that's Google Classroom, and that's it. That's how simple the whole thing is, and how well it can be used. Uh, we have a ton of teachers that use it since we we debuted it last year because we were one of the first schools to be allowed to use it, and so we debuted it at the beginning of this last school year and um, threw it out there, and almost immediately. Uh, you know, we had tons of teachers using it. Um, and the kids love it because, you know, no matter where you are, if you're on a cell phone or you're on any device, as long as you can get on the Internet, sure. you can go to your classroom and find out what was I supposed to do tomorrow? When was that paper due? You know, when was this thing supposed to be done? Oh, good. She put a template or he put a template. The teacher put a template on there, so I've got a template. Oh, yeah, great. That's all I had to do. I can handle that. Pretty sharp stuff. That is very sharp stuff. I, th- I think it's one of the smarter things Google's done. But, that, yeah, so, you know. There's Google Classroom. And then, um, again, me being new to Classroom, um, with, let's say, with assignments or, I don't know, whatever, quizzes, tests, whatever they post up there, I'm assuming there's uh, marking available that goes with that. Can they they grade the stuff? Can the students, how does that work? I believe there is. I'm not 100% sure. All right. There are, I do know that a lot of our teachers use annotations inside when the kids turn to the pages. Okay, sure. You know, they can turn in to the drive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our teachers go in, and, and that's how they grade. They annotate. I know that there is a plug-in out there. It's an addition. Uh, you know, all the plugins that Google Chrome Store provides is amazing. One of them actually allows you to not only annotate like you can. If, mm-hmm. if you've used Google 
docs, then you know all the cool stuff you can do with reviews and sharing and right, bit. sure, commenting. And but I think it's neat they have one that's also an audio comment, so that oh, the teacher cool. can click and type in a comment, but then just you know leave an audio comment. Hey, this is a comma splice. Don't comma splice. That's will ruin you in life. You'll never get a job. <laughs> so right. you know that. Could be, Thomas Weiss was a run that people remember that. that. That's right. But yeah, <laughs> you'll be taken down by the grammar police. Doggone Oxford comma will get you every time. <laughs> that's right. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's um, you know you're getting to see. There's the interesting part. We're just tech guys. So you know, teachers. Uh, that's why I love if you're if you're listening to us right now. Um, Mixler m i x l r dot com slash edu tech guys e d u t e c h g u y s. If you log in there, you have the opportunity to chat with us. There's also an app for Android and iPhone. You can download the Mixler app, uh, listen to EduTech Guys, and you'll be able to chat with us. If you have any questions, please pop them up on the chat board, and uh, we'd love to answer them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because we can talk. We can talk for a long time, and we'll make up stuff. That's uh, <laughs> we won't make up stuff. Well, we'll try not to make up too much stuff. We'll, we'll try to get to the answer that's you know that, yeah. that you really want. But. He's shaking his head yes right now. Why are you saying that? <laughs> yes. so we won't make up stuff. You know? Yeah, that's that's right. Yes, we won't oh. make up stuff. As I shake my head, no. So that's <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's just Google Classroom. So you know, that's pretty amazing in itself. And I think that most people and here's the beautiful thing to play with it. Uh, if you're already on Google Apps for Education, go out there and mess around with it because you know you're going to love it once you do it. I think that's what this summer is all about. It, I think teachers look forward to summer and PD because you're going to see three things minimum, maybe ten things minimum this summer that you just love. Well, take that opportunity while you're lounging at the lake or you're sitting at the beach or you're in the backyard with your, foot, your feet in the kiddie pool while the kids splash around or whatever you're doing take that opportunity to sit down with Google Apps and play around with it because you most likely are your district's probably already using it well and you know you had mentioned that earlier and uh, I, I'm not sure you know how it is you know obviously across the United States but definitely in our area even the even the districts uh, who were not necessarily receptive to uh, Google Apps and the Google uh, using that environment uh, have, they've actually moved in that direction uh, so we have, just for an example, we have a couple of districts that were pretty well um, centered on just using, uh, and I'm not bashing these folks by any stretch, I'm just saying that the districts were centered on the Microsoft platform. And so they were using the Office Online, they were using, uh, what is it, OneDrive, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so they were using those things pretty well exclusively, but what they found is that um, in some cases, either Google offered them something that, that they couldn't quite get from the Microsoft offering, or most cases, the teachers were already using Google Apps for certain things, and as they got to looking into what those apps have to offer, and, and especially if you enroll into the Google Apps for Education environment, they started jumping onto it and say, oh, yeah, man, I didn't know we could do this. I didn't know you could do that. Um, so it's been it's been an interesting um, shift to watch uh, in, in our particular area um, specifically, but I know uh, across the state and obviously across the country uh, as well. But um, I think one of the things that uh, we had touched on earlier is that, that blurry line between education, curriculum, you know, assessment, that side of things, and the tech side of things. And uh, I, I think that's where any any chance that uh, an educator can get training in any anything, really, but specifically since we're talking about Google, um, if you get some of that training and learn just a little bit, take a little bite of that cheese, you know, just give me a little bit, give me a little taste, let me play with it a little bit okay now what's you know okay feed me some more give me some more um and i think one of the uh areas that is lacking for lack of a better word is the area where all of that comes together right i mean even even in the offerings that we have which are, are going to be great um they are sort of compartmental right so you get google docs and you get google drive you get you know, Google Sheets, you get, heck, even, you know, you get Google Classroom, but it's still the pieces and parts. And so I, I think um, there is definitely 
opportunity um, and and uh, I guess opportunity is the word I'm going to use. Uh, there's definitely opportunity uh, for for those to be combined into a particular package. I agree. I agree that that's that's the kicker. That's to me the true art of the PD, and there is a blurry line between education and technology. And mm-hmm. a lot of our teachers get the technology and they get the education part mm-hmm. of it. It's just taking those two things and incorporating it in their classroom and using it seamlessly between the two things. Mm-hmm. Just taking a workshop on Google Classroom is not going to help you populate Google Classroom with assignments. Just learning a workshop on Google Doc or Google Sheets or presentation or any of that good stuff is not going to help you populate the content of those things and, and make sure that you can disseminate it to students that they can learn. And I think that that's the key is to help them learn the, you know, how to save time. And time is the key. Time is the killer. Absolutely. You know, coming into a classroom and cutting out 30 seconds here and 45 seconds here of wasted time from reading what's on the chalkboard and getting out my notebook and writing it down and doing all that stuff when uh, coming into the classroom, opening my iPad that's already, say, locked into or Chromebooks already locked into Google Classroom so that I see the assignment and I immediately start work on it. That's 30 or 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes worth of saved time. In a week's time, you're looking at 100 minutes you saved using technology in the classroom. And I, I agree with David. Uh, there's a lot of great Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft <laughs> stuff out there. In fact, I have to go ahead and make a plug. Uh, the OneNote app for iPads, phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal app. Um, highly recommend it. It's a freebie. But you know, I, it's interesting. I think that I'll make this statement, which might catch some fire. But I think that um, some of our old ways in technology are actually hindering us in ed- in the edutech field. I think we're coming to a future with the cloud that means that if you're using Google Apps, that the tech guys at the school will be there to make sure that you can get in and get out safely. Mm-hmm. That everything's there to protect the students and make everything work well provide for the hardware, you know, provide for the software that you sure. might possibly need. But you know, the old days of keeping giant NAS and sand storage units and keeping home directories and keeping all this stuff just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's better it's better money spent spending it on bandwidth so that you can just put it out there in the cloud and, and Google realized that and Google knew it. That's why every school now has unlimited storage. Take a look down at the bottom of your Google Drive and you go 10 terabytes. Yeah, trust me. You take a lot of time to fill up <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, interestingly enough, you know that's one more thing. Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com slash edutechguys. If you want to get on and chat with us, go there. You can also go to edutechguys.com. You'll see the player window there. You can listen to the show from there. I uh, would love to hear from some chats if you have any out there. Um, we ask us any questions. There's another one for you. Uh, live streaming from a classroom mixler app has a wonderful app loads up on windows and mac and you can broadcast straight from your classroom um you can do an hour at a time for free as many hours as you want to which means you could do a 15 or 20 minute broadcast one day a week from every one of your classes at a high school level junior high level elementary you know you've got probably one class you're dealing with anyway but you could do broadcasts like crazy. There's one more integration of technology into the classroom that you know your parents would love. And, well, uh, I, that's and that's you, know, I, you, you hit you 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 were heading in the exact direction. I, as soon as you were talking about uh, you know the different the different aspects uh, of doing a live broadcast, uh, you know I, how cool would it be uh, if the students right as part of your curriculum you had the students fire up the mixler app or there's a variety of other ones but they fire up say mixler and you know they have their script there and and you have you know little johnny and little susie and they read their two or three sentences or whatever it is and boom it's out there and you know and if you're able to do it you know if you're able to do it at a particular time then the advantage is you can say hey we're going to do this live at 2 30 every day you know and and we're going to talk about what we learned that day or uh what we did the day before um and and just it doesn't have to be very long, doesn't have to be very much, uh, but by the same token, even if it's not something you can uh, do 
on a consistent basis time-wise every day well okay so maybe you just go ahead and you you do it anyway whenever you have the time available and then it's saved out online that's what you share with all the parents and community members and boom you've got some outreach and instant, you know instant podcast right there. exactly instant podcast you have parents grandparents aunts uncles they're all ooh and, and on and over hey that was my little timmy on there i mean and it's very cool stuff it it there's there are a lot of teachers who do classroom blogging and and there's and there's nothing against classroom blogging at all i think i think the fact that there are people doing it is awesome i mean i really do um but to me this would be taking that kind of even to the next level and heck for that matter they could they could even they could they could podcast what it is that they blogged about now you're just taking the same words that they put on the blog and they're reading them into you know, whichever online yeah. audio system they want to do. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we are a rural school. I have a hard time saying that word. Rural. Rural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it being that, uh, when the radio station calls and says, hey, we'd love to have the superintendent on this morning, or principal on this morning, for the morning show. And, the, and that superintendent or principal has to get up, or band director or coach, they have to get up at the, you know, the butt crack of dawn and drive down to the radio station to get on the radio station. Well, here's what's really interesting. Uh, just like social media, if your website has a Mixler or a, a Spreaker or mm-hmm. whoever you want to go with, live streaming software on the site, and you do consistently, and, and there's the key. We all know in education that consistency is the key. So if you consistently do 15 minutes, and it's going to be on at 745, then 15 minutes every morning, you can get the lunch menu, pickup time, early sure. releases, any major announcements, your superintendent, your principal, someone can get come on board and do a, you know, a two-minute little, hey, welcome to our school, we're doing this this week, and thanks for listening to us parents, don't forget there's testing. If you'll do that consistently, consistently you won't have to worry about going to the radio station, because guess what? You suddenly have your own. And the beautiful part is, is that you do that at 7.45 or 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning, and that show reel is going to be there. That podcast is going to be there for anybody to come by and go, well, I missed it live this morning, but I can click it right now. So that's a really big deal. And what's nice about all of these products is that you can download them as MP3s, drop them into a Google Drive, because you got 10 terabytes of storage, and save them forever. And then you have this massive archive. I agree with you about the class. I can't think of anything cooler than... An elementary class, once a week, creative writing, the classroom votes on who had the best story or the best creative writing for that week, and those two or three or however many students, depending on how long it is, get to read their creative writing piece live on the air so that grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles can listen to it and you know, the kids, hey, I'm broadcasted on the internet. It's a really big deal to a kid. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think it's a really cool, cool thing. Uh, you're listening to Edutech, guys. Um, on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash guys. If you log in, you can chat with us now. Um, looks like we have a lot of listeners still online, so uh, we're pretty excited about it. That's the first episode. Um, maybe you could help us out. Please drop in on the chats. Uh, drop by the website, edutechguys.com, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S dot com. At the bottom, you'll find a contact form. Uh, let us know how bad we are. And if you could, let us know how good we are <laughs> so that we can make sure and, and get right. this thing fixed up. Hey, real quick, we're going to take a, a short break, uh, t- take care of some uh, messages coming in here, and we'll be right back.
Hey, uh, we're back. Uh, that was Tim Goins. Uh, great piece called Faux Pas. Uh, on occasion, we'll play some music here because we both like music. Hey, yeah, absolutely. It does fill time uh, while we're uh, waiting to get back on the air. Hey, you're listening to edutechguys.com on a Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com slash edutechguys. You can also go to the website, edutechguys.com, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S.com. You'll also find a player there on the window. Uh, at the bottom, you'll find our contact form. Uh, please write in and tell us how horrible we are and uh, what things you would like us to fix. You gotta quit saying, keep, you gotta quit saying that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just let us. Uh, please give us some ideas on what you'd like to hear, um, what you'd like to hear topics on. Uh, throughout the summer, we'll be doing this every Wednesday at uh, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. I uh, probably should have thrown that out in the other 51 minutes of this project. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, we're, we're still learning uh, as we're going along here. We'll, we'll get it figured out by the time it's all said. Yeah, the guy that's but... running our teleprompters has just been way behind. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually doing this in a refrigerator box in a parking lot outside the Southwest Arkansas Co-op in Arkansas. No, this is a great room. We're, in a, we're at the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op in Hope, Arkansas. And um, we're broadcasting to you live. This is the first episode. Um Looks like we have a friend of ours online. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Chad Brinkley. Hey, Chad. Uh, Thanks Chad's for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. He's out in Murfreesboro, Arkansas, handling business there. Um, he's also a rep of one of my, our favorite companies, my favorite companies. Uh, makes a great piece of software. And uh, maybe later this summer we'll have Chad on and, and let him talk about some products that he works with and what they're doing in Murfreesboro. He helps out with their education uh, technology there yeah, quite heavily. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. Um, yeah, man. So we were going to finish up today with um, the last bit of stuff. we got about eight minutes left in the show. Uh, David is the uh, technology coordinator for the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op, and uh, we get some uh, great PD from these guys. And we talked earlier in the show about all the Google Apps offerings that were coming out from, from them this summer, but there is a list of other offerings. So I was going to turn it over to David and let him give you a, a shout-out on those. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Um, one of the things... Uh, that uh, that we do as an education cooperative and, and I want to pause right there a moment uh, because a lot of folks are not familiar with that term uh, in other places they are referred to as BOCES or education service agencies or uh, education service centers we are the same type of thing that you may hear so if you're not sure what an education cooperative is uh, if you look up BOCES that's B-E-O-C-E-S uh, for your area or a um, education service agency uh, in your area that's we do similar things uh, here in in southwest arkansas um, so some of the offerings that we have technology wise uh, we have uh, we've got a really cool thing coming up um, that is called the uh, swaec tech slam and the uh, idea behind the tech slam is that um, it's 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 an all-day workshop uh, but Everyone who comes to the workshop has the opportunity to talk about uh, a favorite app or a favorite website or a favorite program that they like. Um, just something or, or some, you know, a, a cool gadget uh, that, that uh, they've started using in their classroom. And so um, basically everybody gets anywhere from five to ten minutes to talk about one particular thing. And then we have discussion about that. And so that's called the Tech Slam, and I, I think to me that's going to be one of the that, that's going to definitely be one of the the, the more open-ended, uh, kind of fast-paced. You know, you're throwing this out, you're throwing that out. We slow things down wherever the conversation takes us, and then we pick it right back up. And you're you know slamming this technology and slamming that technology, just throwing it out there uh, as a way to um, kind of shotgun all kinds of different things that you can use in your classroom for your classroom with your students with other teachers with your administrators uh, with parents uh, you know so whatever whatever it happens to be um, so that's the tech slam and that's actually happening june 16th and we have plenty of spots available for that um, and again any of these workshops that i'm talking about you can go to swaec.org hit the professional development button and uh you can uh, go through the calendar that we have there that shows all of the offerings, not just technology, but everything that we uh, have to offer this summer. Um, so the Tech Slam is is a very cool one. Um, 
I uh, apologize. I lost my. Uh, <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know where I don't know where my page went that I oh. had. The, <laughs> oops, I lost it. So um, one of the other things, I, I, there's another one that I can tell you about without any prompting at all, and that is on July 31st. <clears throat> excuse me. On July 31st, we are doing a uh, an escape room. All right. So check this out. The premise behind the escape room is that you've been captured by Pirate Pete and his band of scallywags and thrown into the brig of the captain's ship, and you have an hour to escape before Pirate Pete comes back and uh, makes you walk the plank. And so what happens is participants will be given a series of puzzles that they have to solve and then those puzzles will unlock uh, other puzzles or certain clues hints uh, and it kind of a it's kind of a scaffolding type um, arrangement where you have a bunch of things to solve and then you have a couple of things to solve and then you have another thing to solve and all those pieces and parts work together to help that group escape from the room uh, and so, and, and the puzzles are, there's all kinds of puzzles. I'm not giving anything away. I'm just going to say there's all kinds of different puzzles. There's, uh, there are logic puzzles. There are uh, language arts puzzles, uh, math puzzles. There's visual puzzles. So there's all, it, it really applies to or pertains to um, all different types of learning subjects, learning styles. And that is only the first hour of the workshop um, because you have an hour to get out, right? So whether they make it out or not, after that, we walk the participants, the, the teachers who come to this, we walk them through the various aspects and talk to them about game building in their classroom, how, how, how they could even build a mini escape room you know, for their students if they wanted to go that route, or how to take some of the puzzle ideas and incorporate those into their various subjects. So I, I, that's, I'm very excited about that. We're yeah. doing a whole thing. So We're problem decorating. solving. Is it, it, is, it is problem solving, and, and I'm glad you, you said that. I don't, I don't know why that, <laughs> that never entered my brain to say, but it is actually called the Escape Room 21st Century Problem Solving in Action, and that's exactly what it is. It is, it is taking problem, uh, problem and project-based learning and, and putting it in action and getting the teachers uh, and, and whoever else, you know, the participants involved from the end product to the how did we get there to how do I do this myself. So I, that, I'm very excited Okay, so about now where's that. the tech in that? Tell me you guys have a transporter. We, we have a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Laser guns? I'm we, just we saying. Do have, um, we're 3D printing a hammer to beat ourselves <laughs> out. Right, that's right. That's right. We've got a 3D print. No, we're, we're, we're not. <laughs> I'm um, just giving you a hard time. No, hey, I hear you. Um, there is some technology that is wrapped up into those, sure. but, uh, you know, I'm not... I'm not. I'm not going to divulge the oh. secrets of the. Well, yeah, we don't give anybody hints the, on how to get out of the brig. Yeah, the, yeah, the, beat the two people. Pete. The two people that are listening. I don't. Now, want. <laughs> I'm hoping you're Pirate Pete, and I can't wait to see you dressed up as Pirate Pete. I, is I, someone dressed up as Pirate Pete? Someone is supposed to be dressed up as Pirate <laughs> Pete, and and I do believe I have been elected to fill the role. So you we know, will see how that goes. So. Just to, if any of our friends are listening, that you do a good Michael Jackson. I will say that. <laughs> Well, that Halloween well, years back, he was yes, there. thank you. That was. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do, I do a fat Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you there, brother. <laughs> uh, so, and again, I don't, I don't, I don't know where you put that man. Oh, oh, I see what you did. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a tech guy. I know, I know this technology. Yeah, part. we're sorry. We're having a lot of trouble with our guy running our running the. Uh, a few cards. He's yeah, doing a yeah, terrible that, job that, here. That would be that would be Dave, and he's an idiot. Okay. Oh, oh go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, Dave's gonna I, finish okay, up. So, hey, um, if, you, just if you're just it. now listening, uh, you're listening to Edutech Guys Radio. Uh, this is episode one, first time on the air. Um, we're glad to come to you from the Southwest Educational Cooperative in Hope, Arkansas, and uh, we're talking David Henderson. He's one of the hosts. I'm Jeff Madlock. David's the technology coordinator at the co-op, and he is talking to us about some of their offerings that they're having this summer. Uh, yeah, and I'm just gonna—I'm not gonna go into a lot of detail about some of the other ones, but just to just to uh, give kind of a rundown of some of the things, the other things that we're offering. I'm actually teaching a workshop called "Learn to Code the Fun Way." Uh, I'm actually gonna take participants 
into various uh, websites and applications that make coding actually fun. Uh, you know, coding is kind of a big scary word to a lot of folks, so we're going to have fun with it. Um, we're going to play a little... Um, um, oh, oh my gosh, I just lost the word. Poker. No. <laughs> no, not poker. Hangman. Oh my gosh. I'm What's, throwing out stuff here. I, I, I can't remember. Scratch, Red Rover, scratch. Red Rover, and David on over. Scratch, okay, scratch. We're going to be using some scratch. <laughs> Uh, we'll also be looking at a, a, a site called um, Battle Code or Code Battle, something like that. I can't remember the, the order of the I want to throw one there, in there. But, I'll uh, interject something real yeah, quick out there. Uh, if you use an iPad, uh, there's a great app called Workflow. And Workflow lets you build kind of your own workflows by building somewhat basic programming between apps that you have and things that you do. Uh, like if you post something to, to Twitter, the Workflow will let you when you take a picture with your iPad or your iPhone, you can run the workflow to then post it to Twitter and Facebook, things like that. Just That's throw it awesome. out there. It's called Workflow. But back to David cool. on uh, his his workshop. Uh, and then a couple of other ones just real quick. Um, we're going to have a, a session on gamification with or without technology. You know, gamification, turning things into games um, or, or making uh, making the whole gamification awards and rewards Um that, that that workshop is going to cover that whether you're using technology to do it or you're just using you know um, stickers you know scratch and sniff snickers or whatever snickers you could have scratch and sniff snickers i don't know whatever kind of candy bar you like i don't care um anyway uh internet safety um we're going to be looking at we ha we actually have several problem-based learning workshops um that uh, that we're going to be offering um and uh, we're actually going to be doing a couple of uh, Excel uh, workshops as well. So, again, you can go to swaec.org. That's interesting. Um, swaec.org. And uh, at the professional development button on there, and uh, that will uh, pull up our calendar. And you can go there to see uh, all the different offerings that we have in a variety of subject areas. Um, yeah. So I, I appreciate everybody uh, listening, and, and uh, I just want to say I know we're getting ready to wrap up here. So um, I appreciate everybody who has come in and out of the our, our uh, debut session for uh, – Inaugural. Yeah, there inaugural. you go. Inaugural. inaugural. Our inaugural broadcast of EduTech Guys, <laughs> and I uh, hope that uh, you guys will be back again to join us. But I tell you what, uh, if um, – if you're listening to us after the fact on Mixler or through uh, podcasting, I appreciate you checking us out after the fact. Yeah, make sure you go to edutechguys.com, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S.com. On that site, you'll also find at the bottom a contact form. Hey, give us, drop us some suggestions and some ideas we could do for the show. Um, you can also catch us at Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com slash edutechguys. Uh, sometimes I talk a little bit too fast for my own tongue. Um, but you can go there and you can actually pull up the show reel that you'll find on that site and listen to any of the previous shows. Um, after today, uh, there will be one previous show. So uh, we're also putting those out on the podcast. Um, you can also make sure if you hit the Edgy Tech Guys website that you look at some of the blogs. Uh, there are some great running blogs on there. In fact, I'd like to throw out, if you're any of the tech guys out there listening, you want to catch David's last blog from May 25th on circumventing firewalls. Uh, networks is a discipline issue, not a tech issue. That's a great article that has to do with a lot that's going on in our classrooms and what our tech guys are having to deal with and what should be happening in the classroom discipline-wise. So making sure you take a look at that. Uh, a lot of blogs, uh, a lot of new articles coming up on that website. Uh, so make sure you check back often. And like I said, this show will be on every Wednesday throughout the summer at 3 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, any other special shows that might come our way, uh, when Absolutely. we have time, I think would be the real thing, uh, we'll definitely promote on the website and through Twitter. Also follow us at, at EduTechGuys on Twitter. So that's another great place. You'll also find David there at DavidNARC, and you'll find myself at JMadlock. That's M-A-D-L-O-C-K. So um, awesome. make sure you follow us on those sites. Once again, thanks for coming today. Um, I'm Jeff Madlock. And I'm David Henderson. And thanks for listening to us. We'll talk to you later. This has been EduTech Guys with David Henderson and Jeff Madlock.